Hey, this is Lee Chambers from Essentialize. And if you really want to learn how to level your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson. And we're at episode 165 with my really good friend, Lee Chambers of Essentialize. Lee went through some adversity in his life. I'm not going to share really what it was right now, but it's something that I know I would have a hell of a time coming back from. Um, and he will... <laughs> He's going to remind us to really take ownership of the things we can control, focus on what is essential, uh, hence essentialize his company. Um, He's going to tell us what a great leader is and how he wants his legacy left. So make sure you break out your notebook, sit back, relax, because here comes my really good friend, Lee Chambers, from across the pond, by the way, from Essentialize. Let's level up. Time to shine today, Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and I got my my brother from another mother here from over the pond in England, uh, my boy Lee Chambers, who has faced some serious adversity in his life, but it did not make him a victim, and he leveled up through it. I'm not going to share with you what it is now, but I'm going to let Lee share the story. And he is an Lee is an environmental psychologist well-being consultant and founder of Essentialized Workplace Well-Being, guiding individuals and businesses to get aligned with their values, promote energy and health, and break through habits and beliefs holding them back. And that's what we do here at Time to Shine today. We help people level up. So without further ado, I'm going to have Lee come on, introduce himself to the Time to Shine Today varsity squad. Firstly, what is your favorite color and why? My favorite color is purple. Because it's a beautiful mix, red, which is fiery, aggressive, energetic, and blue, which is calm, peaceful, but also concise. Yes, love that. And it's regal. It's royal. Yeah, You got a lot of that royal stuff going over there in England. You know what I'm saying? Noble for sure. (laughs) Yes, love it, love it. Lee, man, it's very interesting, your story that I've picked up on your website in the five minutes that we talked before we hopped on here. And I'm blessed that you came on. I'm very grateful, immensely grateful that you came on and spend your time with our squad. Let's get to the origins of of Lee Chambers. Yeah, so we dig deep, but nice and quickly. Uh, I grew up in a blue-collar family here in England. Uh, We always had food. We always had shelter. And I was disruptive and curious as a kid, always wanting to know why things worked. (laughs) <laughs> why was the world the way it was um, and that actually took me to university so I was the first one in my extended family to go and I had no idea what to expect I went found it amazing at first autonomy fun freedom uh, but then struggled and actually had some issues which led me to be taken home by my parents some mental health struggles and some challenges around that but I managed to come out of that take ownership over my growth of my self-awareness and really push through, go back and graduate again, which was really powerful and taught me to be a bit more resilient. Graduated and decided I wanted to become a financial advisor because I like helping people and I like numbers, I like statistics. Straight into the economic crash in 2008. So after six months of grinding, straight out the bottom of the market I went and there was no way back in. Again, I had to move back home, pick myself back up. And I decided to set up a video game business because I didn't want to build something that I could be fired from or lose the opportunity. I, I wanted control. I wanted ownership over my career. I started doing a number of qualifications because I wanted ownership over my learning and development. And that took me to all of a sudden build a six-figure business that 
tripled in revenue in the first year, doubled in the second, and doubled again in the third. And all of a sudden, I've got this life. It's amazing. You know, I'm, I'll meet my wife, kids come along. And then in 2014, my immune system starts to attack a connective tissue in my joints, particular type of tissue. And that leaves my knees like footballs, my shoulder up by my ear, and my wrist looking like two baseballs stuck together. And all of a sudden, I couldn't walk, couldn't look after myself. This happened in the space of five days. Lost my independence, lost my physicality, lost my athletic ability, and just lost the ability to do anything for myself. And through that, I had to I had to come back. I had to bounce back. I had to take ownership over the things I could control. And that was really powerful. And I, I went all in extreme ownership and just decided that everything in my life was going to be around recovery, around getting back to where I was as or as close as I could get, given all the health challenges that I had. And it was a challenging time. You know, my son was 18 months old when I went in. My wife was six months pregnant. The people around me were amazing. I suddenly became incredibly grateful for the people that helped me to do those basic things. So I couldn't feed myself properly. I couldn't go to the toilet or go and shower myself. And all of a sudden, you're relying on other people. But through that, that set a fire inside of me. I had to be consistent with my recovery. My daughter was born and I was like, by the time she's walking, I'm going to be walking as well, you know. No, no other decision, but all in ownership, accountability to myself, and went through that. That that's just amazing. You you basically took responsibility for something that really wasn't your fault, right? And you know, people like we like to say here, time to shine today. Responsibility is the it's rooted in the word itself and the ability to respond, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's just wow. That that that's fantastically so. You, you got the ability to walk again. And did you have Essentialize started up then or was that afterwards? No. So what happened is I'd done a number of qualifications around personal development. So I'd done qualifications in sleep, nutrition. And at that point, I knew I wanted to help people. I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And obviously being knocked out of that pattern that I was in of growing the video game business and kind of neglecting the part of me that wanted to help people that suddenly reignited the fire inside of me. And it took 11 months to get back on my feet. Once I did, I was like, what's the next mission? The next mission was to come off medication because I was on toxic medication, which stopped my immune system working. And that led me to track what I was eating, how much I was sleeping, how much I was moving for three years. And as I was doing that, I was like, this is something I can help other people with because all of a sudden I can hear my body. I know what energizes me, what drains me, what triggers what triggers my immune system. And understanding that, I thought I can package this into something to help other people. And realizing that, you know, I have a background in psychology and all that stuff. I was like, what if I bring together the work that I've done in sports, in local government, my qualifications across a number of different human disciplines, and my lived experience of getting back up on my feet, getting through mental health challenges. What if I put all that together? to really help people. And that's how Essentialize was formed. So I ultimately launched a year ago. I'd taken the decision to use my video game business to fund my recovery and fund three years with my children before they started school. And that was a mission and a purpose that I'd aligned to because I knew as soon as he started in education, I won't see him as much. So now I have an amazing bond with my children. But during that period, I got my head down and started to build the framework for Essentialize, start to create a little bit of a buzz so that I could launch last year. 
Love that. And why, where did essentialize come from? So the word essentialize is something that's kind of, it's always bounced around in my head. It's the idea that so little in the world actually matters. But if you can work on the things that matter, all that trivial nonsense out there, you can ignore it. The noise just drains away and you've just got those few things you need to work on. Truth be told, there's only ever one thing you need to do at a time. That one essential thing that's going to level you up, that's going to get you to the next step. You go out there and do that and you know, shut off all that stimulation, all these other inputs, and you get focused on that. You take it forward and you execute. You can pretty much do anything, and suddenly you go from like a level five person to a level 10 person Love incredibly it. quickly. Leveling up every day. That's fantastic. So what do you think makes a great leader, a great coach, a great motivator? Yeah, it's someone who can listen, really understand how that person sees the world because everyone sees it differently. Everyone has a different perception and perspective, but it's someone who's willing to ask those questions, which open people up, start to help people see all that's inside of them because we all have the answers inside of us. We all have the tools to level up, Right. a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of skills and a little bit of practice, but a leader who actually cares, who's present, with that person who actually has in some ways a little bit of love for the leadership that they do. But I think the most important thing for any leader is leading is actually understanding yourself. So if you can lead yourself first, you'll inspire, empower and enable other people to lead themselves. And given that I do a lot of work in the wellness space, well, there's absolutely no point someone saying, ah, you've got to do this. You've got to do this way too much advice. It's all about you. What are you doing? Are you congruent? Do you live to those values? You've got to lead yourself first. So you're also saying what I'm hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you'll give them the knowledge nuggets, like what we like to call here. You give them the knowledge. You don't give them the answers. You give them knowledge nuggets to help them inch by inch. It's a cinch, level up and make their own decisions. You just kind of, a good leader will guide them to that, correct? Yeah, because ultimately people don't need to be led. People need to lead themselves. Boom. But you need to help them transfer that authority because lead to, to lead is to be human. Sure. And it's it. ultimately something that we're all leaders, even if you're a single person, because you lead yourself every day. Yes. So when you're bringing somebody in, hold on, I have to write something down. You just said to me, okay, gotcha. So when, when you, you bring somebody into the essentialized family, what is some of your secret sauce, if you don't mind sharing, that helps them maybe find their blind spot? Yeah, so that, that secret sauce is really digging into people's why. Why did they do what they do? Why did they believe what they believe? But ultimately, why are they here? <laughs> because we're all humans on this planet. But the truth is the decisions that we make, the choices that we choose, and the things that we do are fueled by reasons. And too often we just do things without thinking about the reasons or overthink the reasons and don't do anything. Sure. And it's about actually getting that acuity and that understanding about, you know, what's purposeful to you. And there's a lot of coaches out there saying, oh, I'm going to help you find your purpose. No, no, the coach doesn't find the purpose. The person goes out, <laughs> yes. does things, chisels <laughs> the character day after day, chiseling that character until they realize, actually, this is me. This resonates with me don't like this, like this. Why do I like this? Why do I not like this? Starting to understand what's going on and why I do what I do. And when people start to, you know, get into that, why, and that more more so, why do I do what I do? 
and why do I like this and not like that? And you actually just ask them those questions that people don't often ask themselves. And you sit there, you listen, and you just pick them apart a little bit, pick them apart a bit more, and you probe them from a number of different angles, and all of a sudden, stuff starts dropping out. Sure. Lee, do you mind me asking your age? 35. 35. Wow, you look young, bro. So when you said 30, I thought you were going to say 25. And I swear to my Lord and Savior, I'm serious. I thought you were going to say, because I was going to ask you, how do you deal with the objection of, you know, the youth? But we can just bypass that because a lot of people, they they, they think they're a leader, life coach, which they could be. And they're Mm. 25. I was wondering how you handle that objection. But the way you're speaking is just so full of knowledge nuggets and, 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 and frutality of what you've lived through. So we, I'll take it this way then. So if someone's coming into the centralized family and you've kind of made it through the discovery, or maybe you're during the discovery, is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do? Um, that's a really good question, to be honest. And obviously in, in this kind of coaching world, you have clients who are a fit clients who have the problems that you are really acutely skilled at unpicking, at dealing with. And again, so often people come and they're trying to transfer this this place where they're at, they're stuck, they're overwhelmed, they're stressed onto you as a coach. You can fix this. And it's like, the honest question is, what do I need to do? That's what I like my clients to ask <laughs> because it, it, as soon as they ask that, I know they are, they are accepting where they're at, they're taking ownership over it, and now they're seeking someone to help them with what they already have, the acceptance and the commitment to make a change. And gotcha. when you hear that, that's the question that makes you go, yeah, this yeah. person, they're ready. Love it. So are you familiar with the movie Back to the Future? Um, not so much because I barely watch any movies on no television. Problem. No problem. So it's about this guy goes back to, in time in a DeLorean. Yeah, Marty okay. McFly. Yeah, Marty McFly. So let's get in that DeLorean with Marty McFly. Let's go back to the 21-year-old Lee Chambers. Yeah. What kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on Lee to maybe help him shorten his learning curve, level up, and blast through? Um, first one, don't worry. Okay. So so often when we're 21, we want it all figured out. We want to know exactly what our career path is. We want to know, you know, we, we want to know. We want to know it's going to be all right. And I, when I was 21, I was worried about the future. I don't know what I'm going to do. Just like lost my job in financial advisory. The world's all over the place. And the truth is I, I didn't need to worry. I just needed yeah. to think, what's the next thing that I need to do? The few essential things. Go right. and do it. Who can and you serve, right? Just keep yeah. serving. Yeah. You know? and Love And it. it's like you know, you're not going to have it all figured out. You've got a lot of action to go and take. And in your twenties, go out there, experiment, try so many different things. That's a beautiful time for you to go and literally treat life like an experiment and go and shape yourself, chisel yourself and build that person who you want to become in your twenties. You've got free reign to do that. And I think so many, you know, 20 year olds are like worrying about what other people are going to think, what people are going to say, like what if I fail? Go out and fail, man. Fail it. Where the growth is, where you realize that actually, yeah, that's not worked. But there's yeah. a little bit there which I can take forward to the future. And in every failure, it's a little bit of treasure, some of that you can really take with you yeah. forward. Think about that oyster. Most of them end up in the seafood bar getting eaten. But if you <laughs> out there, you get attacked by a parasite. They get uncomfortable. They get uncertain. They get irritated. Those are the oysters that create a pearl. pearl. In every failure, 
It's like a little pearl you can take with you. You want to be on your deathbed with like a pearl necklace of lessons that you've been utilizing your life. My man, and you know what you're talking about failing? We always say fail forward, right? That, that's fantastic, man. That, that's awesome. So how do you want Lee's dash remembered? That little line between your incarnation date and your expiration date, your life and death date. How do you want your dash remembered? How do you maybe want your epitaph, your legacy to read? Yeah, it literally is as simple as Lee left the world a happier and healthier place than when he came in. Love it. And that's what guides, that's what guides my actions. That's effectively what my business is all about. And you know what? So many people now are a little bit overly focused on, well, I quite like it to say I, I had, you know, 2 billion followers or I'd made $2 billion, but who the hell cares? <laughs> right. Who have you helped? Who have you, yes. what have you left behind? I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. So what are three things? Take the cell phone out, take the computer, take anything electronic. You don't watch TV. So that's good. Take all that out. What are three things Lee can't live without? Uh, I would say that's a good one. That let's see. See, I have one coffee a day. One coffee is all I need. <laughs> one Got coffee. Him a coffee, baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one coffee. But actually, I I couldn't live without my watch. And that watch? sounds strange. No, you're fine. But but what I actually do is my watch kind of is aligned to my body's rhythms. So I work in time blocks and then disconnect completely from technology for 15 minutes to just get back so I can reconnect back to work again. And I wouldn't have a way to measure that without my watch. Okay. So my watch, incredibly important. And I think finally, just the ability to walk again. Love it. I love and, it. And you're getting there too. Yeah. I hadn't been grateful for walking until I lost it. <laughs> and obviously, I have, I have a real connection now with other people who've had serious disease, with vets who've got lower limb injuries, yeah. because they, they've been through a similar journey to me to recover as well as they could. And they also probably had that ownership mindset sure. and not let the suffering and the resistance to the pain stop them from growing. And, you know, I have that resonance with those people, but it's, it's that gratitude. Sure. I'm so grateful now because I realize I have so much and I lost one part and felt a little bit sorry for myself, but then spun that round and realized, what about everything that you do have? Sure. Lee, what do you do in that 15-minute sabbatical that you kind of take when you disconnect? Uh, so I either go on a walk, I'll just have a moment of silence on my mat. I quite sometimes journal my mind down, get things out of my head. Sure. I occasionally, okay. you know, utilize... Uh, a, a few exercises, I occasionally meditate, and sometimes I literally just walk around in circles. <laughs> That's cool. Do whatever it takes. Yeah, I, I have the daily sabbaticals, about four of them myself, an hour's worth of sabbaticals. Yeah. You know, I block them off into 10, 15 minutes as well. And that's, you know, luckily I'm looking at the Atlantic Ocean right now. Uh, and like, I'm blessed to be able to go there and, and, and take the walk. But that's something my coach has me do. You know, I get reminders from my coach, you know, time to unconnect because I have everything hooked into his system. You know, so he knows when I'm working and what I'm doing. So and I'm glad that you said you disconnect. That's fantastic. And it, so what is Lee's definition of a life well lived? Um, a life well lived is that you actually went and spent most of your life in an uncomfortable place and continued to grow and progress 
and really refine your own wisdom, your own self-awareness, and just get to a point where when you're old, you can share stories with younger people like we used to around the campfire. You can actually have some tangible wisdom to pass on to the next generation Love it. so that they can be even wiser than you. And if we could do that as a, as a, as a race, uh, you know, people, it'd be amazing. And for me, that's so important that we just find a way to, because age doesn't matter. Right. Wisdom is in some way something that you can ultimately measure. Sure. And I want to be that older man who has given my children the chance to become the authentic people that they are mm-hmm. expressed, however, and know that they can navigate a world because in all truth, don't want to conform to society all the time you don't sure. want to take all the advice that you you're giving you're a unique person go and live your life and if you think about it i talk a lot about authenticity the root of the word authenticity is offer and god damn you gotta go write your own story love it write your story don't let other people write in your book and when you're a child you know you got parents you got people writing in your book but when you become an adult you get a chance to write and start a new chapter Right. You've got who's who's writing in your book. Love it. Everything's unwritten. So beautiful. So as we wind things down here a little bit, Lee, this has just been awesome. We we have our leveling up lightning round. You and I could talk an hour on each one of these questions, but you got five seconds. No explanations. Zero explanations. We're gonna yep. fire through these five or six questions. No explanations. Just give me the answers, top of your head, all right? Yeah. All right. Let's level up here. What's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Don't take advice and don't conform. Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, Listen to 10 minutes of a positive podcast every morning. There you go. Like time to shine today. Okay. Uh, Not the book you're reading now or not the uh, flavor of the month. But if I'm in my doldrums, just not feeling it. You're like, Fergie, read this book. Uh, Mindset, Carol Dweck. There you go, my man. So what is your most commonly used emoji when you talk? Um, the crying one. <laughs> the crying one, I love it. So not your age now, but physically, physically, and while you, during this time, you can still gather wisdom and learn and progress and help people physically, what age would you stay for the rest of your life if you could? 33. There you go. Beautiful, beautiful. What's your favorite charity and or organization you like to give your time and or money to? Um, it's, the, it's the MRAS. So they deal with the disease that I've got. And sure. naturally, I align to them, work Beautiful. for them. Absolutely. Last question. It's kind of hard. And you can actually elaborate on this one a little bit. But what's the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? It's 80s. You must have been a young type though in the eighties, brother. Yeah. So if you can imagine, I'm like I'm I'm not I'm not millennial who had an analog childhood. Right. I was into cassettes. I was into vinyl, and my parents. I didn't watch. I didn't saw. I didn't watch many movies. Barely watched any television. But I was always surrounded by music, and that's a. It's a big thing. The 80s, 80s is so yeah, transitional, man. I mean, you had so much stuff happen. I mean, you're coming out of disco. You know, you had, you know, your, your hair bands, big hair, don't care. You had your yep. rap really started in that decade. You know, Beastie Boys and Run DMC yep. and stuff. Yeah, great decade. That's my favorite, too. You know, yeah. being, I'm almost 50. So it's like I grew up in the 80s. So how can we find you, Lee? 
Yep. So I'm on essentialize.co.uk and leadchambers.org. On those websites, you find my blogs, my work, all my socials, contact details, follow me, get in contact. There we go. Love it. And you know what, everybody, the, um, uh, all those uh, links will be in the show notes below here. Uh, so Lee, if you can, just one more last thing. Could you please do us a favor and leave us with one last knowledge nugget you want us to take with us, internalize, and take action on? Yep. Find your value. So look at what, you, what your strengths are, what you enjoy, what you can bring to the world, and what you can make some money out of so it's sustainable. Hey, thanks so much for listening Draw to this episode of circles, Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate. Happen. Real Estate Excellence. Who can be reached we at 561 And If you're a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com. Slash he took guest. his challenges. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, up, Google Podcasts, and he able Stitcher, to level it Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's tell you to There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also, there you will see a recommended so resource. We hope that you will support our show by supporting full. them. Like if you like your mind and full of YouTube, shit, great if you just give some five-star ratings. Tell your friends how to subscribe Good while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson. And until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine while he's asking the strong questions. You know, he's told us that to lead is to be human. He always digs into people's why. He's going to, if you're hiring a coach, likely, or anybody else, which I hope it is Lee, you're going to ask them, what do they need to do? You're going to want to be engaged and be proactive, but ask your coach what you need to do. He's going to tell you if you're younger, or even if you're not, to, to stop worrying and treat life as an experiment and just get out there and level up and get after it. He wants to leave the world a healthier and happier place. So basically, he's a living legacy. He's just fantastic. He wants you to spend most of your life uncomfortable and grow and progress on a daily basis. He's reminding you to write your own story. Don't live by anybody else's shit. You are writing your own story. And lastly, find your value. Once you find your value and you have that center, take action on those to help people level up. And Lee... You just earned your varsity letter, brother. We appreciate you coming aboard. You level up your health. You level up your wealth. You're a total go-giver. I love you, man. Thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait to have you on again and do some more collaborations. Thank you, Scott. Have a great day, my friend.